In this week's episode, not only do we have opening dates for a pair of old school attractions, but we also have news that a popular kids show will be going away soon. Cue the outrage from all those still peeved about Bugsland closing. In an unusually negative edition of Fat Time at the Parks, we've got info about some new price hikes on park foods. The Mandalorian is coming. Yes, we've got a title and details on Jon Favreau's upcoming live-action Star Wars show that just barely whets the appetite. Also, James Gunn Part 5, Nutcracker AP Sneak Peek has a guest, new mansion tiki mug, and more on this key episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look blast off checking off oh wait this is not spacex oh no no hey did you hear see that big old glow in the sky i didn't see it uh it was already gone by the time i heard about it i heard about it probably four or five hours after it happened yeah that's usually how it happens. i was busy watching the dodger game so there's more important things to do than watch aliens come back to earth you know because oh, that was uh when I think it was Sunday. Sure. One of those days. I, I don't, don't know. know. I was watching football and yeah. stuff. And so, yeah. But, yeah, I guess it was big old glow in the sky, and um, I saw a lot of pictures from Disneyland and everything. It looked pretty cool. But, yeah, hey, uh, guess what? Today is um, today's Tuesday, and the American Music Awards are on. Yes. And I saw their very first performance with Taylor Swift and I just want to say that it was badass with the lighting and the pyro and the video screens and everything it was really really cool so I um I enjoyed watching that I didn't watch the rest of the show because uh I was watching the Red Sox beat the Yankees is that why you're late leaving no I had another issues going on oh, okay. had nothing to do with that but um yeah so anyway yeah the, the performance was awesome it was pretty cool and the reason I brought that up is because Tim the Tech is over there working the American Music Awards today. Of course he is. Yeah, started yesterday working over there, and he's working tonight. I don't know what he's doing. I asked him. He never replied to me, so he must be really, really busy. Or maybe he's stalking Taylor Swift. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people that, out there that could be stalked. So. Exactly. But I don't know what he's doing. Uh, maybe later on we'll get an update on what he was doing and maybe some pictures. I'm not sure. But yeah, he's over there working, and um, that would also be the reason why last 
episode hasn't been uploaded to YouTube is because he's been working and working and working. And I think he doesn't have a day off till Saturday, I believe he said. And he's going to a wedding. So on a boat, he's going to be on a boat. So anyway, quick little update on why last week's podcast hasn't been uploaded to YouTube because Tim is busy working with Taylor Swift. I mean, no, not just her, but how dare he? <laughs> How dare he? He's supposed to be at our beck and call. No, not really. I don't, I don't really even care. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's not, when he gets to do it, he can, he can do it. Anyone else who who was like, oh, my God, it's not on YouTube yet. Well, you know what? Well, you have other platforms that you can listen to, so it's all good. But anyway, we're going to start with um, some um, news about Jedi training, Trials of the Temple. And we are getting some sort of reports that it's going to be ending and the last day will be November 3rd. Now, this came from another Disney reporting website that says it's been confirmed by Disney. But we, as in me and Anthony, haven't found any confirmation from Disney anywhere. No, the closest thing we have to confirmation from Disney is an OC Register article, which quotes Disney, which they could be quoting from a press release that was specifically sent out to the press. As far as these other sites, you know, I mean, you know how we feel about them. We did confirm that it is off the entertainment schedule as of November 3rd. So if you check the third on November 3rd, there's no Jedi training on that day, but there is on the Saturday on November 3rd, November 4th, there's no Jedi training, but on November 3rd, there is. So that's the only confirmation we have. Right, and going by that, everybody's saying the last day will be November 3rd. It, it seems pretty pretty uh, legit. And like I said, OC Register usually won't report on it unless they've gotten confirmation from Disney. So if you have not seen it, if you have not had your kids in it, hurry. And one more time, if you uh, are interested in having your kids in it, all you have to do is go over to the... Left side of uh, the launch, launch bay, bay exit. basically by where the hat shop and the bathrooms is. Yeah. So you go up the ramp, go to the left side of the exit of Launch Bay, and you can register your kids there. Uh, they pretty much have... Earlier the better if you're not there pretty much after rope drop. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, probably on the busier, like a weekend, it's going to be busy. But you can always check if you get there late and you forget. You can always go up there and see if they have room. I, I know usually they do. Sometimes I'm like over there in that area when their people are still trying to register their kids. So you can go up there and you can pick whatever time you want. If you're there first come, first serve, you say you want the 2 o'clock show, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, you can pick whatever show you want. Happy days? Uh, Yeah, it's 3 o'clock rock. So, yeah, so if you want to get your kids in there before this is over with, uh, hurry up and do that. You have until November 3rd, and you know November 3rd is going to be busy. So... Hurry up and get your kids in there before all that happens. And uh, just a note, a lot of these sites and even the OC Register are using the terms that it has been canceled. I don't know if that's, I mean, I don't know if that's in the uh, press release, the words, but you have to figure that some sort of show will be coming to Galaxy's Edge. So I wouldn't call it the total end. Of the show, I mean, as of maybe the end of that particular show, but you have to figure that some sort of iteration 
will be coming to Galaxy's Edge. So, but we'll see. Now, my question for you is with the announcement that that's going to be ending, bans, you foresee it. <laughs> now, that's funny because after all that went out and people are saying that it's going to end, everyone's saying, oh, well, hope we get the bans back. Exactly. I know that's probably the first thing that a lot of certain people, including stupids, probably thought of. But And when he says stupid, he means those people who buy your passes just to get to see the bands. Yeah, so that's an inside joke for yeah. those of you that understand it. But um you know what? I I don't know. I'm not going to get my hopes up if it happens to be awesome. The only thing I'll say is that they're not going to not use that. Right. You know, I mean, they're I not mean, going to use the stage. They're not going to not use the stage and they're not I don't foresee them just using the stage for Pixar dance party <laughs> which who knows why that's even still going on? Uh, I don't know if everybody knows that there's a version of the, the you know, obviously there's a Halloween version of the Pixar dance party that goes on. Uh, it's because they have to still uh, pay for their costumes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it last week that they still have bands playing in downtown Disney. And when I was there, 80s All-Stars were, were going to play, which is a band who played in, or in, played in Tomorrowland. So if they're still having the same type of bands playing outside, because we know that um, Hard Day's Night has played out there. Also, um, Scott Bruce has played out there. And there's tons of bands who, who are playing out there. So I don't see why they can't, hey, you know what, let's bring them back into the parks. But with a lot of cutbacks going on and you know all that kind of stuff with entertainment, I can't say yes, it's going to happen. So... If it does, it'd be great. And of course, if we actually get some confirmation that that's going to happen, of course, we'll let everyone know. But it'd be a good idea. Now, guess what's coming back? Uh, okay. Something? No, it's not shady. Oh. But it's uh, Matterhorn. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, so we finally got a date that the Matterhorn will be back up and running, and that would be November 16th. So yay for that, and we get to see the brand new queue area that they built. I actually saw it, took some pictures when I went on the mat or when I went on the monorail, and you can see all the the new walkway and the new planners. They you know how they move stuff around. So so we finally got a date that it will. Reopen on November 16th. Now, just because it says it's going to reopen on the 16th doesn't mean it will because it might be pushed back. We, we You never know because we've been having that problem with Tiki Room. It's now, open now? It's finally open. It opened today. Oh, it opened today. It opened today. Of course, uh, Tiki Room, as you guys may have remembered, was supposed to, I don't know if you remembered or not, uh, was supposed to open on the 5th last Friday. Of course, before that, it was originally supposed to open in the end of September. Then it got pushed. Then it disappeared from the schedule. Then it reappeared back on the schedule for the 5th. And then they said during the week, last week, in the middle of the week, they said it's not going to open on the 5th. It's going to open on the 6th. Then, of course, obviously, if it didn't open today, that means it didn't even open on the 6th. It kept saying it said open on the 6th. Then it said the 7th. Then it said the 8th. And it just kept pushing everything back. Actually, it says it's supposed to open uh, 
tomorrow. But it was open today. It was open today. I saw the app. It said 10-minute wait. Are the other walls down? I am not sure about that. But I know, like I said, I went on the app today. It said 10 minutes. So Tiki Room is finally open. And uh, if you go there and you and you heard the podcast and say it's open and you go there, it's not. Well, I don't know what happened because it was open today. Sorry, Charlie. Exactly. But, you know, like we said, they uh, did put a new ramp going up. And I did post pictures on that on the social medias. So they put a new ramp for wheelchairs and scooters and all that. There is no uh, limit on how many wheelchair scooters can go into the uh, tiki room inside for the show. So it's basically as many as they can fit uh, for the show, just like regular people, as many as they can fit inside. So there's no limit. You know, you're, only gonna, you're not gonna, only going to have like two or three at a time. It's whatever they can fit in there. And we also reported that there is that they were removing the restrooms, which is what they did. So no restrooms and a new ramp. Now, uh, Tiki Room isn't open during the party, the Halloween party. Right. But uh, if you go on the app, it does show hours 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. And that was for today because they had the party. Right. 12 p.m., though, that means it's not open at opening or because the bar didn't open at 10. Or it opened at 10, right? Or Yeah, it opened at 8, I believe. Oh, so the, it's weird that... So maybe it, that's what time it opened today was at 12, and that's why it says that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But well, we'll just have to see moving forward. Like I said, it, uh, it was open today, so there uh, shouldn't be any issues with it being open moving forward. As far as Tropical Hideaway... Uh, we kept thinking that it might open at the same time because it would have made sense. But being that, uh, you know, having Tiki Room open does affect capacity numbers and stuff like that. And, you know, and they did say if it's ready to go, they were going to open it and not wait for Tropical Hideaway. You have to figure that Tropical Hideaway has to be pretty soon, at least definitely this year, but we'll see. Yep. So you can go over there and, uh, go sing with the birds and, um, Maybe water some plants. I don't know. <laughs> if you guys go there, uh, tell Jose I said hi. Jose? Tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for Fat Time in the Parks. Fat Time, Little Jacket. Yeah, it's time for some Fat Time in the Parks. And uh, we're going to start with some um, not-so-good news. Uh-oh. Exactly. I just want to say, I'm going to start this off with um, corndog prices have went up. Again? Yes. Well, it, it seemed overdue for that anyways, so I'm not, I guess, we, I guess uh, we're probably not surprised. So, yeah, but not just corndog prices. A lot of food prices have went up in the parks. Uh, corn dogs are now nine seventy five. Yes, exactly nine seventy five for a corn dog, and that's at the little red wagon. Over at, um, like, if you were going to um, Stage Door Cafe, that means they're over ten there, then, right? Well, uh, don't forget that uh, Stage Door Cafe. You actually, that's where they add tax to your your the price, right? So, oh, so it'd actually be marked less than right, but without tax. Yes, it's without tax, 
And um, so, yeah, it is less. It's 9.29 for the corn dog there. What was it before? How much of an increase is it? The increase is only fifty or twenty five cents. It was okay. nine fifty. So it's not as much as the last two times they've raised right. it, where it was at least fifty cents. Yeah. So nine twenty nine there. Also, like, why bother doing it then? I mean, it's like yeah. Really? Also at um, corn dog castles nine twenty nine for the regular corn dog. Then you're gonna add your tax, which is gonna bring it up to the nine seventy five. And of course, you know AP, you get your discount. But other than that, there's more food that went up, uh, drinks. I assume everything at uh, Corn Dog Castle went up, the hot link and yes. the, cheese, the cheese stick. Yeah, all that went up. I believe the Corn Dog is nine twenty nine plus tax. I believe the hot link was nine twenty nine. Oh, Be- was it? Before the I the thought price. the hot link was already over $10. I know one of them there, maybe it was the cheese. I know one of them. I was like, oh, well, that just replaced that price. <laughs> so let me see. The Now, last time the corn dog prices went up, hot dog prices also went up. Yeah, so the, real quick, the hot link is nine forty nine. Oh, okay. And that, uh, so that did go up, though? Yes. Okay, because I was almost positive that was over $10. but Yeah, the cheese stick. That uh, Michael says is nasty is eight forty nine, yeah. and like I said, the corn dog is nine twenty nine, hmm. and the spicy pepper jack cheese stick is nine forty nine, same as the hot link. But yeah, that price went up. Uh, we also have the bottled sodas went up from four dollars to four fifty. <laughs> the signing water went up from three seventy five to four twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I could get two cases of water for that price. Ice cream has went up too. Ice, the, the like ice cream carts, the uh, Mickey premium bars went from four seventy five to five twenty five. The Mickey's ice cream sandwich went from four seventy five to five dollars. The Toe House ice cream, the cookie sandwich, from uh, four seventy five to five dollars. Frozen bananas four seventy five to five dollars. Olaf's frozen strawberry lemonade, which is really really good, was four fifty. Now it's four seventy five. So yeah, a lot of the stuff has went up. The frozen lemonade is four fifty now from being four twenty five. And now let's get to the snacks. Like cotton candy went up to five dollars. What was it before? It was four seventy five. So everything's pretty much gone up twenty five cents. Yeah, so I I think it's kind of um That shit adds up for them. To us it's not a huge raise, but for them that shit adds up. Yeah, I mean the but what I was gonna say is like Knoxbury Farm. It's already $5 over there. Oh, cotton candy? Cotton candy is already $5. Their popcorn, I believe, is close to $5. I mean, it's already, you know, they pretty much, their food is way higher than Disneyland's food prices are. Uh, let's see. Um, but we, they also have uh, packages and stuff that you can get, like what you have and things like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it all evens out in the end if you do something like that. So Yeah, but I'm just talking about normal guests. Right, I know. I was just... I'm just saying that stuff like that makes up for things being higher. So yeah, the chips went up twenty five cents to three seventy five, and the ten ten ounce uh, caramel or kettle corn was ten seventy five, and now is eleven twenty five. So that's just some of the prices. So it's all mainly cart stuff then. That stuff is the cart stuff. As hot dogs. As far as hot dogs go, 
I haven't seen any prices for like the hot dog carts where you're walking in the you know in the in the hub or whatever down there. Because the- like that one time when we saw that the corn dogs that went up, we walked down by that one cart, hot dog cart in DCA, and we were like, oh, the hot dogs went up too. Right, right now or not right now, but the last price I seen the hot dogs over like when you get them on a, off of a cart was six dollars for the hot dog. Now, if you which to, seems higher than what I remember, so they might have already had gone up at some point. Yeah, I mean that's the last price I, I've always seen was six dollars when they introduced the hot dog carts, and when they came back, I was like, oh, hot dog carts are back. They were over there by um, Matterhorn and over by um, the like Frontierland. I was, it was six bucks, so I. I've always, I thought I remember those ones, like the ones at DCA, the one there by the. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. I remember them being five seventy five, but. Oh, so I'm not sure uh, about the prices like over at the Coke Corner. Right. The, it says hot dog basic, basket is uh, $7.49, and that, of course, comes with apples or chips. I think with like the specialty hot dogs, like the, uh, the, you know, like the ones with uh, stuff on them, like the seasonal ones, I don't think that they could raise those ones because they were already had the set prices for those, but then you never know, so. Yeah. I mean, they have that uh, mac and cheese dog basket for eight forty nine, certain dollar more. But, yeah. I really? Mean, yeah. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, you know, prices, I don't have every list of every single price that went up, but just want to let you guys know that prices on food have went up in the park, and um, well, I guess we just got to live with that. Oh, right here, look at I'm looking at the spider parfait. It's five ninety nine. It definitely wasn't that before. I believe it was five forty nine. So, yeah. So over there at uh, Tomorrowland, at the whatever you call it over there, uh, cheeseburger is eleven forty nine. I don't know what the price was before because I don't eat those crappy burgers. But you can expect things, you know, around the parks haven't went up, not just a little. You know, cards. So, just giving you guys a heads up. Food prices went up in the parks, and of course, that would probably lead into uh, tickets going up. So, we'll see about all that. Now, uh, today uh, in uh, Florida, they released the new tiki mug for Halloween, which is the Hatbox Ghost. Looks really yeah. When we say tiki mug, we're uh, referring to the one the the Trader Sam's tiki mug, the nice glass one. That's really cool. Yeah, it's actually uh, the last couple of years, all they had, had been doing was doing color variants of the original Tiki Mug, or actually last year they did a color variant of the one that they had released the year before of the Hitchhiking Ghosts. Uh, this year, it's a completely brand new one. It's a hat box. And his head's inside the box. It is inside the box. And his head is... I'm a little confused about what's going on at the top of the mug, but... I think it's just I a think he has blank. a really big collar. Oh, <laughs> I maybe, don't know. maybe, maybe. It just looked like someone forgot to draw a face. Right. But we understand the concept right. of the head in the, in the box. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it looks weird, that part, but it's pretty cool. And uh, we're hearing rumors that... They're going to be going on sale over here at Trader Sam's on Thursday and or Friday. Uh, Florida has priced them at 30 bucks, which was the same as last year's. 
and the year before, and uh, they were giving wristbands out to get a, a your mug. And of course, that thirty dollars is uh, that's with the drink, right? Or I believe so. Because I remember last year they were doing something a little bit different than what they did the year before, where something do you can get it without a drink if you didn't want to stand in. A different line, you can get it without the drink. Oh, okay. That's what they were doing last year, I remember, but I don't know exactly. We obviously don't have details what they're going to do this year. Yeah. Originally, the year before, I believe it was the year before, it was 2016 when that yeah. one came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, that year, you could get up to two, two per person. Two per person. Yeah, that's right, because I ended up with. We ended up with four, and uh, there you you can get a, a alcohol with each one, right? And so we bought four, and we ended up with four glasses of alcohol, and then uh, somebody ended up throwing up. But I just want to say real in quick, downtown Disney. I want to say real quick that over in Florida, they were saying it's one per person per day. They were giving wristbands for this, and I was just thinking, you know. How are they going to basically limit you only to one? And it's easy. They can say, we're going to sell, just give me just, just a real quick number. We're just going to sell 100 today. So we're only going to give 100 wristbands out. So once you come up and you show your wristbands, you buy it, boom, they take your wristband off, and that's it. You can't go up there and try to get in line again because you don't have a wristband. So maybe they'll do something like that. Maybe they'll do 200 a day. I don't know. Whatever the number is, they can do that. So, you know, people don't go and just buy a whole bunch. And, you know, we see them on eBay for a million dollars. So that can be how they're going to be doing it uh, this year over here. Because uh, because if they're doing it over there, saying one uh, per person per day, and then obviously they know they're going to have more tomorrow and the next day so rather than having them sell out in one or two days like they've done in the past yeah so just gonna make you come back to the park which also makes you makes the gas come back and probably eat in the park again so they could actually make more money off of you so we'll see when that uh what happens over here we haven't got any word on that actually happening on thursday or on a friday but just rumors for now but of course when we do hear something we will actually post it on all social medias and everything, basically Facebook. We will. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> I'm okay. Lies. So, yeah, we just, we'll stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, we'll let you know when all that happens and uh, their guidelines and the rules. Right. All right. So, hey, guess what? Um, I, uh, I recently posted on Instagram and everything uh, the salt and straw signage that went right. up the other or whenever it went up, but I was down there and I took the picture of the sign. Well, the walls over there have come down and you can actually see into the shop and you can see the menus and the prices and everything. And uh, we got word that is probably going to be opening on Friday. So I'm pretty sure, of course, probably tomorrow. We'll be getting the word that they're going to do the big opening celebration at 8 o'clock in the morning on Friday or whatever. But we're hearing it's going to open on Friday. You can head on over there and get some um, 
ice cream and uh, check out. They have a vegan menu and all that kind of stuff for the veganites. Eat that salt. <laughs> oh, but and get some straws. No, no, no. Just one straw. Remember? Oh, salt and straw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, eat that salt and get that straw. <laughs> so it's, they're, they're going to run out of straw <laughs> the first day. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, uh, like I said, uh, it's supposed to open on Friday. So you probably can go over there and check that out. I will probably check it out myself. I saw something on there saying strawberry something, some type of strawberry ice cream thing. Oh, you know what? I think it says like strawberry with um with something. I forgot what it was. No, it's the that type of vinegar balsamic. I think it is. That's weird. And I, I don't really imagine ice cream with balsamic vinegar. I because I saw I saw something that said balsamic strawberry something. Oh, okay. It is. Actually, balsamic vinegar and strawberries do go together. So I know it sounds weird, but actually seeing a thing being... I mean, just based off the context that I've ever used balsamic vinegar, yeah, it sounds weird. But like I said, I did see something saying or showing making strawberries with that, and, and it looks so good. I was like, ooh, I might just try that. Interesting. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, check that out. Uh, you can go check out Salt and Straw on Friday. I think it's supposed to open. And... um let us know what do you guys think of it if you guys try any of the ice creams. Because we talked about it before, they do have some unusual ice creams there during uh off and on. They'll have a time where like like um we got that email saying that they have a uh banana peel ice cream made from banana peels and stuff like that. So Pick, be, pickles and ice cream? Um maybe pickle seeds. I don't know. But yeah, it's interesting that uh, ice cream and, of course, they probably have some regular ice cream around there somewhere. So uh, you can go check that out on Friday. All right. So we got the word. And I don't know if this has been officially announced yet, but we got the word that beginning on Wednesday the 10th. So when you're hearing this, it will have been started yesterday. That Storytellers Cafe at the Grand Californian will exclusively be offering Mickey's Tale of Adventure breakfast and brunch buffets daily between 7 a.m. and 2 p.m. So basically uh, what, what I left out is Storytellers Cafe is going all buffet. Yay! So like I said, uh, for breakfast and brunch, they will be having what's called their Mickey's Tales of Adventure breakfast and brunch buffets daily. And that will go from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then they will have their Popular dinner buffet beginning at 4.30 p.m. Lunch and dinner a la carte menus will no longer be offered, and the location will be closed daily between 2 and 4.30. Now, I don't know completely how different that is than what they used to have. Obviously, since they mentioned that they had an a la carte menu, I remember I've never actually eaten there. I think uh, I've, I've told the story many times that I've, I've had a roll in there because I met somebody there once or I was with somebody and we were meeting somebody there and then I had a roll but that's all I've ever had there but I assumed that they had some sort of menu well that's gone it's all strictly buffet and I assumed that they were open all day also before and now they will be going by a uh, you know one of those schedules like like the Chinese buffets yeah I ate there and um, 
wasn't during the day, but it was at night, and I had a dinner, and I had well, I had a burger there, so they did have that. Yeah, the regular menus. I wonder if there's Mickey's Tale of Adventure breakfast and brunch buffets, will uh, or the you know the Tales of Adventure thing. Whether there's a button to go with that. Oh, maybe. So yeah, just keep that in mind if you were planning a park visit and wanting to go to Story Charles at all. It is now buffet. Yeah, all you can eat, so baby. If you don't want to go all the way to the damn uh, Paradise Hotel to have that uh, Cal Italian buffet that I told you guys about. Then you can just go to the Grand Californian for their uh, buffet. All right, so real quick, I want to talk about that uh, strawberry ice cream thing I saw. I uh, finally got the um, saw the menu. It's a strawberry honey balsamic with black pepper. I don't know. Uh, yes, balsamic, but then black pepper too. It just it's that's for people more adventurous than uh, than I with their ice cream. Like I said, they do make uh, unusual types of uh, flavors and things like that, and that's one of them. I don't know. You guys want to go check it out and see what they have? Like I said, on Friday. All right, so uh, this past uh, Thursday was a sneak peek of the sneak peek of the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Now, Hey, I heard you, heard you got a key that doesn't work. I, I haven't tried to open it anything yet, but uh, Michael, the OG male guy, and I went to that to go check it out. And um, you know what? It's kind of funny in a way because... I usually don't go and try to be the very first one in there to see the very first showing. Everyone does that. You know, everyone will go and wait in that big old line and so they can be the first ones in and and all that. I usually just like chill and wait and basically wait for that line to get, you know, a little shorter so I don't have to be waiting forever. Well, we actually did go and we were there for the very, very first showing. And they uh, came out. And they, and, well, first of all, it was packed, of course. We sat in the very last row, and behind me were sound techs. I was like, oh, okay. And then I noticed they had some speakers on stage. Okay. So right before, you know, they even show the preview, guy comes out, blah, 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 blah. Thank you for coming. Da, da, da. He goes, just want to let you guys know, please remain seated after the show. Don't leave. We have a surprise for you. Now, I just want to say that uh, we've on some other screening we went to, or Sneak Preak had uh, sound text in the back that we saw at, uh, I believe, at uh, Tomorrowland. Do you remember? There was another Sneak Peek that we saw or something. Something else we saw that had sound text in the back? No, I don't, I don't remember. There was something. And, you know, we go to so many things. I'd... Yeah, I know. So, yeah, we saw the sneak peek of the Nutcracker. Uh, the preview that they show actually showed a little bit more detail to what, you know, the story is about. So it basically showed me more of what um, I can expect and uh, basically what the p- plot of the story is was really cool because I've seen the Nutcracker play before. You know, I've seen it when I was a kid. And um, so, you know, I know all about it. But to see basically what this is about and uh, just the way they're telling the story versus the the you know the ballet that you've, we've seen so many times is so different, and then the visual effects are awesome when you see the 
the what is he called the mouse king or something like that i forget but he's the mouse that mouse uh isn't the mouse king mickey no it wasn't mickey because this guy doesn't like mickey at all but you know what i'm talking about right uh actually i don't because i don't really know the actual story i i kept like uh when i first saw that trailer i I was asking uh rebecca about it and i'm like because i remember uh seeing i remember we went on a field trip when I was like in elementary or junior high, and we, we used to go to the uh, performing arts center there in San Bernardino, the one off of uh, E Street or something. Yeah, yes, that's where I went too. Yeah, and I remember seeing Nutcracker there, but I don't really remember it. And I've never really watched any Nutcrackers on TV, and so I don't know the story at all. So I really, I really have no input as far as uh, whether this is based on what and who's who and. The who's who's of the who's. You know, I just keep saying it just it just it just reminds me of the Alice movies. Okay, so yeah, it is it is the Mouse King. And um anyway, and that and if you guys seen the play before, this is a guy, he's dressed like a mouse and he has a big head and big ears. Well, this So like Mickey. Yes, kind of. But Mickey doesn't wear tights. But um this is all... Doesn't he, though? <laughs> Maybe. But this is all CGI Mouse King guy. It looks uh, really, really... It's, it's it's weird. It's gross because it's like a bunch of rats like forming this big old mouse thing. And it's it's gross. It's, I mean, because, you know, rats are gross. You know, mouses are cute. That Ben. Or mice. Yeah, well whatever but anyway <laughs> just to see you know you you get a, of course you know you get the scene and then you get a little other scene you know it's two different scenes they kind of looks like it's together but it's not you can tell it's not and then you get the you know this scene this scene this scene and when they show that big old mouse king guy it's just like whoa you know he's the big villain and he's like so like tall so big and everything because it's made of rats and anyway it's just it looks it looks interesting and it looks like the movie. Uh, it looks like a movie that I would love to go see. I like for, fighting for my rats. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it looks pretty cool, and I'm really, uh, I'm really interested in seeing what uh, how it turns out. So I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys just go over to uh, DCA to the Sunset Showcase Theater. Check out the the preview of that. But afterwards, you know, after the preview was over. Uh, they come back on stage and start talking again, this and this and that. And, of course, they had a surprise for us. You had to know something was up because they never do that. Right, right. So you already know someone from the movie is going to come out. And uh, Mackenzie Foy, who plays Clara, the star of the film, came out to talk. And I thought, that oh, that's pretty cool. You know, she's here, she's talking, and everything like that. And then... You know, after we were leaving the theater, uh, right in front of the theater, at the entrance, they have a red carpet set up, and they have it all blocked off. And, of course, there's people there waiting. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, she's going to come out there and do whatever. So I'm on the side because, you know, we were coming out of the theater, so there's no way for me to get in the middle and try to get to take some pictures. So I'm basically on the side where she walks out with Mickey and Minnie. And um, I can tell you that Mickey is actually wearing pants not tights in this picture 
<laughs> so she comes out with them and basically just did a photo op in front of the theater. And I've seen the pictures from like on D23 site and the Disney Parks blog site. And of course, it makes it look like there's no one there. Like they're there by themselves taking pictures. Actually, the only pictures I've seen of that were yours. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Disney Parks blog, I put, posted a picture and then Disney or D23 posted a picture of that. So. Yeah, I mean, she was there, pretty cool, you know, see the star of the thing, and um, I had someone message me on Instagram asking me if they can uh, get, so they, they took a screenshot of the pictures I put up, you know, I just put a collage up, so they took a screenshot, can I have this picture so I can put it on a fan site, so I sent them the picture, they said, oh no, I'm in separate, <laughs> I'm like, um, whatever, I didn't respond, because all they had to do was Crop it. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I will, I don't know. If I decide to reply to them and send them my pictures, I'm going to put my logo on there. So, well, yeah, of course. So I'm thinking they don't want the logo on it. So it's not important. It's a fan site for Mackenzie Foy. Who cares? It's a fan site. Wow. So anyway, it was pretty cool. It's not I, like it was Mackenzie Foy contacting you saying, I want your picture. Exactly. And I did tag her in the picture, but I didn't get a response from her. So. It was a pretty cool experience, you know. Like I said, I never go until the first showing because I don't want to be in that big old line. But we did, and um, it was pretty cool to as see. As far that. as I know, that's the only time they've done that. I think they did something for some other other thing. Well, there was that that, that there was that surprise screening that was hosted by somebody i don't remember and i don't even remember what movie it was all right yeah you remember what i'm talking about yeah i don't remember Stupid jeff got to go because he happened to be there right it was <laughs> it was like at one o'clock in the afternoon or something like that yeah yeah or they might even have been giving out they gave out wristbands or something if you went by there for the sneak peek right they gave right. out wristbands for the actual movie remember right right i don't remember what movie it was it wasn't pete's dragon it was Something before that, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. But as far as actual like having somebody in the AP sneak peek on the Thursday, I I can't recall them ever having done that. But that that's really cool. Yeah. So in the preview, there's a there's so a, she was only in the real quick. She was only in that first showing then. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was gone. Yeah. So all the other AP they didn't see that ones. They didn't get no. Oh, okay. So. It paid off to be in the first one for a change. Yeah. So in the preview, they have uh, she's her name is Clara in the movie, and she's given this egg, which is like a Fabergé. No, not that, but it looks like uh, it's metal. Looks like a collector piece, antique kind of thing. But not Fabergé. No. Okay. And um, so she's given that because it's from her mom, but there was a key missing to open it up. So we got a key that's actual, it was an actual, it's metal actually, it's heavy, and it's uh, an ornament. So I was surprised, at first I thought it was a necklace, <laughs> because I saw the key, and then when you turn the packaging around, you see um, a gold type of, you know, it looked like, like a chain, until I realized, oh no, it's not, it's not a, it's not a necklace, it's a, an ornament. So we got that as a gift, which was- Yeah, when you showed me that, I thought it was an actual key- now, just a note that uh, if you're an AMC Stubbs member, I don't know if you saw this. No. Uh, if you're an AMC Stubbs member and you see Nutcracker 
in Real 3D opening weekend, November 1st through 4th, uh, you will uh, actually receive a charm that looks like the yeah, that looks a little oh. bit more like a key. It's basically the same thing, but this actually has like the cutout and stuff, the cutouts. Uh, the one he got that you got was an ornament, yeah, which it's all solid in the background and it's a little bit more, it's different looking, but it would be kind of cool to have both. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? You know we always talk crap about the gifts they give us as APs for sneak peeks. It goes back and forth, really. Yeah, I mean, whether you're getting a bookmark <laughs> or whether you're getting a keychain or whether you're getting a water bottle or you can, then you can get a poster or you could be getting a Christmas ornament. It's like there's no rhyme or reason to... Or if you even go further back, they could be giving you... Uh, headband ears <laughs> that then they end up just giving out to the regular guests too so which means there was nothing for the ap's sorry i'm still mad about that zootopia one i uh, guess you are and don't forget the maleficent one. Oh, I, that one i never went to so uh, i don't know what what was the it was a headband with the horns oh they give it that and they gave that out to guests too yeah oh lame so anyway i uh i really like the ornament like like it's, it's nice. It's metal. It's heavy. It's not a cheap little plastic thing. So it was really cool, really nice uh, gift they gave us. And uh, you should really uh, check out. You should really check out the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. It looks really cool, and it's going to be in theaters on November second. So after that, after you watch it on November second, you make sure you head over to Disneyland on the third and see the last showing of the Jedi training. <laughs> yeah. Check that out on the third. Now, I had somebody asking me when they thought that that was going to go through the sneak peek, and I, I told them I figured sometime, you know, maybe till mid-November or something like that. I would think so. Because uh, I keep thinking, is there going to be a Ralph sneak peek? Oh, right. And I keep thinking that uh, if there is going to be a Ralph sneak peek, either they're going to stop the Nutcracker around the time the movie comes out, and start Ralph because usually they have the sneak peeks a whole month before the movie, nearly. So, and Ralph comes out what end of November or sometime in November? When I don't remember exactly when Ralph comes out. Yeah, somewhere around there. And uh, I was just thinking that if they're gonna do a Ralph one, uh, it's gonna have to be in Tomorrowland. Right, right. It just it, but it seems weird that they wouldn't do Ralph, but they did Nutcracker. So, I mean, unless they. We're like, oh well, we know Ralph's going to do well. That's why we don't know that Nutcracker's going to do well. So it could be one of those things where they just figure they don't need to do Ralph. But I don't know. It just seems like that Ralph would be something that they would do. All right. So last Thursday we got a tweet from Chris Evans. It looks like his time as the first Avenger is done. He tweeted out, officially wrapped on Avengers 4. It was an emotional day, to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years has been an honor. To everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience, thank you for your memories. Eternally grateful. So, of course, this has led everybody to speculate, and most likely true, that Chris Evans, after after in the next Infinity movie, Avengers 4, will be done as Captain America, presumably. Interesting. Perhaps Bucky taking over the role or something like that. It's, Whoa. 
Bucky took over the role uh, when Captain America died in the comics. Oh, really? Of Captain America. So it's uh, there's definitely groundwork laid for him taking over or Falcon taking over or anybody else taking over as Cap or whatever you can just do without Cap. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. We'll have to see what happens. Obviously, it w- it's going to lead to rampant speculation that obviously he- that he'll die or something like that in the movie. You'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm ready. So we'll find out next spring, next May, I believe, right? Yes, beginning of May. Okay. Sure. <laughs> now, uh, something we're probably going to have to wait even longer to find out. But we've got some details on the new John, the John, upcoming John Favreau Star Wars live action series that's going to be on the Disney streaming service. There had been much speculation and uh, hoopla over what that was going to be about, and there was all kinds of rumors and stuff. Well, it looks like some of the rumors were partially correct there because there had been rumors that it was going to take place on the planet Mandalore after the original trilogy after Return of the Jedi. Well, we got confirmation. Well, first we got confirmation one day from Favreau himself in which he put out an Instagram post in which he just said, The Mandalorian. Whoa. And then he put a brief little description. So we had a, we, he revealed the title. And then the next day, which I don't know if Favreau was jumping the gun or if he was just doing his own little teasing or what, the next day... We got the official post from StarWars.com announcing production on the first Star Wars live-action streaming service has begun. Yeah. After the stories of Django and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. Now, I'm just going to stop right there real quick and address the word travails. I was thinking about that word right now, too. Because when I first read this, I thought it was a typo. And I thought it was supposed to say, we follow the travels of a lone gunfighter. But then I saw other people using it. And I even then, it was even when uh, Andy Gutierrez did a, uh, like, an emergency, like, a breaking news segment of the Star Wars show, where she basically did a live read of this on camera. He said travails. So I'm thinking, okay, well, then I guess it's a real word, which I had never really, you know. Did I you, mean. Did you look it up? I did look it up. Uh, you know me. I I like I, I know words. <laughs> I have the best words. Better than some people who would say the same thing. But uh, this was a word that I may have heard of, but I never really, I've never used it. Obviously. And uh, it's something I definitely had to make sure of what it really means. Basically, travail means engage in painful or laborious effort. You're laborious. Uh, Basically, when it comes down to it, it is a synonym for toil. Ah. So if you want to go back. I hate when I get those on my stomach. I know, right? I get them all the time. (laughs) So basically, if you want to go back and reread that sentence and include the synonym in there, we follow the toils of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy Far from the authority of the New Republic, which that makes much more sense. And look, don't be a dick about it. Just use a word that everybody's heard of. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, travails. Anyways, 
The series will be written and executive produced, of course, by Emmy-nominated producer and actor John Favreau, as previously announced. Now, what was not previously announced and all the cool things is that the announcement that the first episode will be directed by Dave Filoni. Oh, really? Which, of course, we all know Dave Filoni as the creator of Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, one of the early creators and executive producers of Resistance, which uh, I'm going to be talking about Resistance probably next week. I believe Dan's email has something about Resistance. If it doesn't, then that means he's probably holding it for next week because I told him not to talk about it until next, that I wouldn't talk about it until next week. But we will see. Anyways, getting back to this. So yes, Dave Filoni will direct the first episode, uh, which uh, makes sense because, of course, Dave Filoni has set a lot of the newer Mandalorian canon into place with things that he set up in mainly Clone Wars, but then also a lot of stuff in Rebels, of course, you know, with the whole Mandalore arc on Clone Wars, and then, of course, with the whole everything with Sabine and her family on Rebels. Now, here's the exciting stuff. Well, I mean, now, if, as if that's not exciting enough, additional episodic directors include Deborah Chow, Rick Fum... I'm messing up this guy's name. I should have gotten a uh, pronunciation. I apologize. Famu Yiwa. Famu Yiwa. I'm going to say that for now. I'm going to try and find out a pronunciation. This is going to be like uh, Michael Guy Kino. I probably still say his name wrong every single time I say it, but that's fine. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and... Taika Waititi. Now, let's just go through those real fast. Now, Taika Waititi, he, that's who directed Thor Ragnarok. Oh, really? So, that's excitement. And that name was, had actually been rumored. Uh, Jay, uh, Making Star Wars had actually reported that it was that he might be one of going to direct an episode. And it's good to see that that's, a confirma- that's confirmed. Now, Bryce Dallas Howard... We know who that is, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Of course, we know her from the Jurassic World movies, The Village, basically cameos in every single one of her father, Ron Howard's early movies as a little girl. So, Wasn't she in um, Pete's Dragon? Yes, Pete's Dragon, bringing it back to Disney. Now, as far as her directing... She does have some little bit of directing. She directed a short back in 2015 called Soulmates about shoes or something to do with shoes because that's soul with S-O-L-E. And then she's also directed some other little shorts and stuff. So she has a little bit of directing experience. It should be interesting to see how that works out. I have complete faith in everything that John Favreau is doing and all the people that he has selected. Now, uh, Mr. Rick guy, I can't say his name. I apologize once again. I am not trying to be disrespectful of this guy's name. It's just really hard. But uh, uh, some movies that he's done really a long time ago, it may seem, sound familiar to you. He was, uh, he was the director, producer, and screenwriter of The Wood. Oh. Way back in 1999. Yeah, I remember that. Which movie. was a big Sundance movie. Yeah. Uh, also, Brown Sugar. 
oh. in 2002, and then more recently, Dope in 2015. Oh. And then Deborah Chow. Uh, this is she is uh, best known for uh, the film High Cost of Living. She also directed the TV movie adaptation of Flowers in the Attic. And she's also directed episodes of Copper, Murdoch Mysteries, Rain, Beauty and the Beast, and Mr. Robot. So, uh, these people all know what they're doing. That's good. There's some big names. We got some people of color in there, which is always a plus. So, I think it's going to work out pretty good. Of course, uh, executive produce uh, Dave Filoni, Favreau, Kathleen Kennedy, and others. Uh, Karen Gilchrist will also serve as a co-executive producer. And then we got a photo, which I will obviously have in the episode photo. So exciting stuff. Yeah. The Mandalorian. Uh, we don't really know how this is going to be. I'm, I'm, I keep picturing like a, uh, like a kung, I keep getting like a kung fu vibe. <laughs> that like he's going to be like kung fu or like the, uh, the, like the uh, Incredible Hulk TV series. He's going <laughs> to go like from town to town. That's funny. Now, uh, since this does specify, there's a few things that I just want to address because uh, we've mentioned before how resistance the show takes place in the Outer Rim uh, slash Wild Space. Uh, this does specify that it is in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. So, once again, we have a show that is post-Return of the Jedi that is taking place in the Outer Rim area. So... Is it? A, it's. I don't think it's much of a long shot to say that we might see Black Spire Outpost in this show, also. Hmm. Perhaps. Interesting. So, it's very interesting. Like I said, now we've had appearances. Like I said, Black Spire Outpost slash Batu have appeared in the Thrawn book. I think that we may see it eventually in Resistance. I think we may see it eventually in this. So. There's a lot of things going on here that are going to help tie, that could help tie back to uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at, you know, at the parks. And that there may be things that may go on, or there may even be, you know, I was, I was uh, saying that, uh, you know, it may even be possible that, uh, I, it's high, probably highly doubtful, but, it would be even be possible that if they were going to go to Batu, that they even film in in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, because I mean that's that's interesting. What would they, what would be a better set than an actual set? I mean, that's better than a set. That's it's real. It's real. Wow. It's it's like a thousand times better than any set that they could build because it's permanent. It's real. It's authentic. The only thing that would be probably an issue would be is if the, uh, and it's something that I've wondered about, what is the ground going to be like in Galaxy's Edge? Maybe it's going to be like the, those playgrounds at the park, which kind of. Oh, that squishy stuff? <laughs> but like, but like, that, brown, but like brown to yeah, make it look like it's sand or It something? just came to me right now when right. you said that. So <laughs> I'm just, I keep, I've been thinking this actually off and on 
and it's actually the first time I've thought to mention it on the podcast. But I've been I've been thinking about what the ground is going to be like. Is it just going to be regular like pavement, like in the rest of the park? It can't be dirt because then people are going to be tracking dirt. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking maybe like the pavement in uh, Frontierland makes it look like dirt, right? With the little tracks in it, right? Maybe something like that, something like that. So maybe I mean, have little droid tracks. <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, instead of like the horse, yeah, the the horseshoes, the horseshoes, yeah. So I just been thinking about something like that, but it would be easy enough for them to bring in dirt and put down for them to film a few scenes or something, or oh, even yeah. not to do that, but you know. I just keep thinking that if they do want to visit uh, Batu in the Mandalorian, that it's like what better place to film, especially you come in in the middle of the night and do a night shoot with lights, you know, with your lights and everything, and when nobody's around, it's easy enough. Just come into Disneyland and do your shoot and then be gone. So. I mean, there's been other movies. I don't know if there's ever been how many movies have been filmed inside of Disneyland, but you know, I mean, I famously was part of a movie that was filmed in Universal. So, are you trying to say you're famous? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said I famously because I talk about it all the time. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that sometime next year when the uh, Disney streaming service starts. And I'm sure after Batu has already opened, Galaxy's Edge has already opened. So if they do visit Batu, it will already have you know opened, and we wouldn't know. Right. I'm sure we'll be hearing more of that as we go along. Uh, there was some casting rumors, but I'm not really going to talk about it. Let's all just say that uh, a, a actor from Game of Thrones was rumored to be being cast in it, but uh, there's been nothing substantiated in his uh, agent or spokespeople kind of poo-pooed the the rumor, so we don't know if that's factually correct or not. You're a poo-poo. Thank you. I'm sure at some point in the near future we will be getting some sort of cast list, maybe guest stars and stuff, I don't know. Nice thing about a show like this is you can have guest stars. You never know who might show up. Yeah, huh? Except Boba Fett. Right. No Boba Fett. No. He's Boba not, Fett's dead. He's not there. Get over it, EU people. Ew. And all you stupid Boba Fett fans. Boba Fett's dead. Bye. Exactly. Speaking yeah. of dead. <laughs> the James Gunn saga continues. And as far as the, the Disney connection goes, at least this part of it, it is over because James Gunn has joined DC and will be writing the Suicide Squad 2 movie and possibly might be directing it. So that means any chance of a return to Disney is out. Yep. He jumped ship. He has jumped ship, which a lot of people have been predicting for a long time ever since everything went down with James Gunn. It has been predicted that he might jump ship over to DC. A lot of people hoping he would jump ship over to DC. It's really, really interesting that he has jumped, that he has gone to DC, and he's now attached to what everybody said was basically the Guardians of the Galaxy of the DC Universe, right. which is the Suicide Squad. You know, a bunch of misfits put together into a group. 
Now, one issue with that is that, thankfully, Jared Leto, a.k.a. the Joker in Suicide Squad 1, isn't actually a part of the Suicide Squad, so there's no reason why we should expect to need to see him in Suicide Squad 2. And it's also very doubtful that we would because Jared Leto and James Gunn have a much uh, infamous uh, rivalry or slash feud slash... I don't words, like you. Words were exchanged between each other. Accusations were made by James Gunn on against Leto for things that I won't even repeat here. I don't want to hear it. So uh, the chances of Jared Leto's Joker showing up in that are slim to none. I saw that movie. But you know what's not slim to none? What? Dave Batista possibly oh. showing up because... Within hours of the announcement that James Gunn was going to suicide over to DC and Suicide Squad, Dave Batista quoted a, the Deadline article about it and merely said, where do I sign up? <laughs> so that pretty much tells you where Dave Batista stands in the whole James Gunn Dang. saga that he is basically saying, F you, Disney. If James Gunn wants me for that, I'm going over there. I don't know. I mean, we all, you know, there's obviously been discussion about what his contract with with uh, Disney is, with Marvel is, but, uh, you know, he's going to make no bones about it that if James Gunn wants him on Suicide Squad that, you know, he's going over. It sure would have been nice to have had him if James Gunn had done the first Suicide Squad because I could definitely have seen him playing uh, Killer Croc. Rather than whoever that guy was that played Killer Croc. I never saw the first one. He has a bunch of Croc. But uh, there's there's uh, told tons of other roles that, oh, yeah. Dave, that Dave Bautista could play. So That's crazy. This surely did not go over his head. That'd be, that's going to be crazy. So uh, as far as the James Gunn part of it, that saga is over as far as the Disney connection. But the story is not over because of the whole Dave Batista part of it is not over, and we'll just have to wait and see when, when, or if Guardians Three happens, whether he will be written out or who knows. It's definitely far too along in the production of uh, Avengers Four for them to write him out in that, unless it's in a post-credit sequence. Yeah. You can just have a giant building fall on him or something in a post-credit sequence. and Oh, no, Drax is dead. <laughs> That'd be dirty. That would be dirty. <laughs> it ain't the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> have his feet under. <laughs> uh, all right, so I got a little update here from Tim the Tech. He said that he set up power, internet, and lighting for the after party for the AMAs. Which was going to be over at the hotel, the J.W. Merritt Hotel. So, but he's already home, so he's not going to hobnob with uh, Taylor Swift for anything. <laughs> hey, you got some mail over there? Or? I got something in my mailbag. Oh, okay. I don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I sound like Venom just ate the mailbag. Ew. <laughs> All right, so our first email is from Wreck-It Rachel. 
And her subject line is, we don't need no party. She says, hello, Mousepire. As you can tell from the title, we had our own Disney Halloween time without the party. If you recall, my friends and I have been going to the Halloween party for a long time now. And this year we decided not to go and go during the day. The party is fun, but it's getting expensive and they really haven't added to it and keep raising the price. Anyway, on to our day. We went on Thursday the 4th and it didn't rain. Not even a little bit. My friend's husband wanted an infinity gauntlet as his prize for staying home. So we picked one up for him. They were a lot. A lot of people had them. It became a backdrop to a lot of our photos. We bought a photo pass for the day, so we took advantage of all the photo pass people. I really think that $10 is worth is worth it if you like to take pictures. We always have fun doing that. We did try some Halloween food, so I'll get to that. So for lunch, my friend had the slow-burning mac and cheese from the Cozy Cone. She loved it. Macaroni and cheese and spicy food are her favorite thing, things, so she gave it two thumbs up. Also, when did the spicy food become Halloween food? <laughs> uh, probably because it's orange. I'm just gonna, maybe it's an orange theme. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so my other friend and I wanted to try the anti-vampire pizza, so we went over to the boardwalk to get it. But when I found out the base sauce was Alfredo sauce, I was sad because I can't eat that unless I wanted to spend some time in the bathroom. Okay, Dan. (laughs) So my friend got the pizza, but I didn't. She said it was good, but nothing to get excited over. I finally decided on a burrito at Paradise Garden Grill. It was good. There was a lot of green sauce on top. Too much, actually. It made it soggy, but it was still tasty. It did need more crema, though. And since we were in the Plaza de, de la Familia... We went to write remembrances to our family members that have died. I thought that was really cool and wanted to do that for my grandpa since it was him that started our family's love of Disneyland. That's pretty cool. Cool. We then went to hang out in the Carthay Circle Lounge for my friends to try the poison appletini. Also, I love sitting in there. It's really, really cool, actually. It's very comfortable. They loved it. I tried a little bit of it, too, but I can't tell if it was... Good or not. To me, it tasted like alcoholic Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's funny. We went over to Disneyland and rode the Haunted Mansion, which is always a must for Halloween. We didn't eat anything over there. I think everyone was doing that because lines for food were really long, and we didn't want to wait in a line for 30 minutes all over the place for each person to try one of the snacks they wanted. It would take too long. We went back to DCA to use our Monsters After Dark. Hugh Anthony. Monsters After Dark. Fast passes. That ride is terrifying and fun at the same time. None of us had done Monsters After Dark yet. It's fun. Then we just ran around the park, taking in the atmosphere of all the lights. I kind of like DCA more more than Disneyland at night for Halloween. Now that they decorate it. I agree. It's really nice. It's awesome over there. Parts, I'd, you know, I'd like to take like certain parts of Disneyland. Cause, you know, I really like Main Street. It's really nice with all the old school like pumpkins and gourds and decorations and stuff on Main Street. You're a gourd. Thank you. 
you know, and then of course you get over to like, uh, you know, haunted mansions decorated differently. And, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, the decorations are, you know, starting to actually get a little bit bigger at, uh, DCA, which may, you know, just add more fuel to that fire of the party moving over there next year. She says she likes the purple. We got all those purple lights they have on the trees. It's oh, yeah. really cool. We had a lot of fun as usual when we're together and didn't miss that we weren't getting candy. So next year we'll see what the park does. I attached a picture of us being weird. It's basically what we do. Until next time, Rachel. So she sent the picture of um, them in front of the castle with the uh, gauntlet in hand and uh, Tinkerbell sitting on the gauntlet. I know it's hard to see Tinkerbell, but yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I will post that up on our social medias. Well, I'm glad you had a good time there, Wreck-It Rachel. And um, yeah, you know what? You don't need a uh, you don't need to go to the Halloween party, you know, to take in the Disney atmosphere for Halloween. You can do that without going to the party. The only thing the party is about is basically the candy, the fireworks show, and the parade. And uh, if you've been to the parks, you've been to the par- if you've been to the parties, then you've already seen that. It's really no uh, reason to see those again. So yeah, I mean, not like you guys had a good time. That's pretty cool. And uh, you went there on that Thursday. And on that Thursday, Michael and I went to Knox Scary Farm, which was really fun. We had a good time over there. And um, I'm not the type of person to get scared. I can go. It's kind of funny because I'm going into the maze. And there was one of those ones that are on the ground and they roll out, right, at your feet. And I just, like, walk by him. He's like, whatever. I'm just like, "Mm mm-hmm. I don't get scared in mazes. It's not scary to me. But Michael was like, ah, ah. <laughs> it was really, really funny. I made a little video of all his, ah. Well, not all of them, but one of them. This monster came out. He's like, ah. I think I just, I'll post that up on the <laughs> on the Instagrams and all that of Michael getting scared. It was funny. But we had fun. It's pretty cool. And maybe Michael will talk about it right now. I don't know. But here's the email from Michael, the OG mail guy. Michael, the wet mail guy here. Mickey's Halloween party. Same old party. Didn't watch the parades. Didn't watch the fireworks. Didn't do much meet and greets. Only went on one ride and two meet and greets. Just candy and more candy. Oh, yeah. Apple slices and tons of carrots. Rabbit food. It was fun and we had fun. It was twice the fun. <laughs> there you go. Who wants those nasty-ass fish candy? <laughs> like Diggs and Ranthony said, if nothing changes and the prices go up, not worth it. To be honest, I was pumped up to go with Diggs to Knox Scary Farm. Diggs would tell you the fun we had and hope he posts the right footage of us on a ride. We went on um, we went on the, uh, the log ride. It was really cool. I forgot what it's called. Um... What is it called? It has a name? Yeah, for the Halloween. Oh, right. Something Hoot Nanny. I forgot. Whoa, you're a Hoot Nanny. <laughs> something like that. And uh, we remember um, remember Billy Hill and the Hillbillies? Yes. And they're over at Knott's Berry Farm. They're called Crazy Kirk and the Hillbillies. Oh, right. Well, they did the song for that that's playing in that ride. So, yeah, I mean, we went on that. And then we also went on Montezuma's Revenge. That was fun. Yeah, like I said, we... Uh, or Michael was getting scared of the mazes. 
we had fun. It was really cool. I uh, I've been going not Scary Farm. You know, I have a pass for the Scary Farm, and I've been going just to you know check it out and stuff like that. But I really haven't been on any of the mazes. I went on one, which was Dark Ride, and that was really cool. But I went with Michael, and we went. We basically hit every single maze except for Trick or Treat, which I really don't want to go in because. Uh, they changed it up now, and, and what they do is they give you a flashlight. So all you do is walk in there with a flashlight, and that's it. I'm not scared or anything. It's just that the, it's too dark for me, and my eyes take a long time to adjust when I get into a dark some dark setting, and sometimes it's hard for me to see. So I just I just think it's going to be too dark for me to go in there and you know try to see where I'm going, let alone you know watch out for some monster trying to scare me. But we did every uh, other maze. We did all the other mazes, which is really cool. Uh, this one maze that I would really, you say that there were monsters after dark? I would say there were more monsters in the dark. <laughs> but uh, there was one maze I um, I'm gonna say I don't like, and the reason I don't like it is because I don't like pumpkin, and that maze smelled like pumpkin. It was called Pumpkin Eater, and basically you go in there and there's pumpkin guys dressed up, and people look like uh, scarecrows and things like that. But in one area, I think you're supposed to be inside a pumpkin. Actually, yeah, you are inside a pumpkin. Because I remember when walking in and this thing hit me in the face, which was a big pumpkin seed. <laughs> so I did just smell like pumpkin in there. And I was like, oh, this is nasty because it's just pumpkin. Now, if it smells like strawberries, I'll, I'll just probably just stay in there. All right, he says, uh, Tiki Room refurbishment looks great. Exit walkway is more wide for people like the Mouse Power Crew to exit easily. Mayhurt is back at the Tiki Room. Dirty award for my lady. She went to the Cones in Cars Land to get a classic vanilla cone. Long lines, but or long lines as always. But when it was about to be her turn, they switched cast members, and the new one was not ready. Took a couple of minutes to be ready, as my lady was waiting. She noticed a cone on the holding rack. Or dripping down the cone. She was thinking in her head that the cast members better not give me that that one. And the cast member picked it up and gave it to her. My lady said, that has been sitting there for a while and you wanted to give me that to me dripping? My lady don't play. She asked for a new one and the cast member lady threw it in the trash a bit fast and started to make a new one. He says, update. They don't have two types of sizes anymore. Just one size and that's it. It's in between the regular and large. Dirty Disney and the cast member. All right, question. No questions. Okay. Now, Michael the Mail Guy's tip of the week. Michael the Mail Guy's tip of the week says it's getting cold and windy. Time to get warm Disney gear on. Till then, this is Michael the OG Mail Guy, and I'm out. Bye. It's funny how he has their questions and then no questions. (laughs) Does he like have a created a form letter for himself that he does every week? I, I think that's what this is basically. I mean, this is all using new. notes. No, because he doesn't have. Wait, does he have an iPhone? No, yeah, he yeah. He must be using notes. And yeah, just like he has a like a form letter in there which he copy and paste. I think he does. All right, thank you for your email, Michael the OG Mail Guy. Next email is from Giselle the Gazelle. Subject line: Short email. Hey, party people! Do, do, do. Oh. How silly of me to confuse the two parties. Please don't revoke my membership. Too late. <laughs> All right. Anthony, yes. It's the perfect time because there is so much going on in the parks. 
food and wine, amazing. There were so many different places for fat times. But since I only went for the weekend, I only got to try Hawaii. Tasty. So last week we were talking about, or Anthony was saying the best time to go to Disney, well, Walt Disney World would be during the Food and Wine Festival and the not-so-scary-Mickey Halloween party over there because you can enjoy both going on at the same time. So that's what she was talking about. Uh, she says, I can't wait to be back in the park to visit the new improved Tiki Room and see the changes over there. I just renewed my pass this week. All right, she says, anyone have 20 grand laying around that they don't need? I'll take it, cash or check. You are right, Diggs. It does feel weird with all the Halloween stuff past us. Now, what do we do? Yeah, because it's like, okay, Halloween's over. Oh, you know what we do is we uh, celebrate New Year's, right? Yes. <laughs> we skip Happy New Year. <laughs> we skip Christmas and we go to New Year. Anyhow, I think it's awesome how Anthony always gets to go to Disney Parks blog events. They sound like fun no matter how disorganized. Diggs, I hope you had fun at Knott's. Let me know when the next Mouse Pirate Meetup is. Love, G. All right, thank you for your email, Giselle the Gazelle. All right, next email is from Fernando Xavier Hubbard. Subject line is howdy ho. What's up, little buckaroos? <laughs> Who else is excited about the new Trader Sam's mug? I know I am. How about them Dodgers? Eight more games to go. How about them Angels? Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Uh, uh, when are we meeting up? And that means you too, Anthony. Is it me getting old? I can't stand people that make videos about dumb stuff in the parks. Getting engaged. Tripping on the track. And why is so and so crying? Ugh. Maybe I just need some candy. But who has candy? Michael! Holy crap, he got his money's worth and then some. Now, Michael got a, I'm just going to say, a shitload of candy. I mean, it was just crazy how much he got. He just, um, he posted all the candy he got. He even went and separated by candy brands and type of candies and yeah, it was crazy. He got a lot of candy, and I was thinking that uh, because someone said, "Oh, you can uh, use that candy to give out for 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 Halloween." I was thinking, well, that's not where he lives. Not even his house. So why would he want to give it out? <laughs> not his problem. Anyway, so yeah, he did get a a whole bunch of uh, candy, and he uh, oh, he gave me some. He gave me some of um, the Sour Patch Kids when we went to Knotts. All right, he says it's Ghost Tober. Any scary Disneyland stories? Okay, fellas, I just wanted to get my streak going. Plus, me being on here gets us higher ratings. Sure. He says, sayonara, malafakas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I don't have any ghost stories. Do you have any Disneyland stories? No. Scary There's stories? There's ghosts at Disneyland, but I haven't seen it. I never saw any of them. I saw... Um, Which is surprising, because I work nights. So you would have thought that it would have been prime time for ghosts to have been seen, but I don't know. I guess I just got lucky or not. I don't know. I haven't seen any, uh, or I don't have any scary stories from Disneyland. I, um, I'm i not lucky enough to have seen any ghost anywhere. But I think Dan saw some ghosts or someone saw some ghosts. And uh, they're going to talk about that on their next podcast, or was it the podcast before? Oh, right, yes. No, I think that was the one that's a coming out next. Coming out next. Yeah. Yeah, because they went to the Whaley House in San Diego. Right. 
which is you know famous and has been on ghost adventures and stuff so yeah that's pretty cool and i think actually uh rebecca's been there too and she saw a ghost there too so so yeah you can look forward to that on uh dan's podcast uh what's it called extraordinary cultured yes podcast check that out and you can get uh some ghost stories going on there all right thank you for your email Fernando Xavier Hubbard. All right. Next email is from Dan the Mailman. Subject line, last minute yet again, but the resistance has begun. The resistance has begun. No parks again for me due to that softball schedule. May get there on Saturday, though, since there are no plans for that day this week. Only thing Disney related this week is the beginning of resistance. Here is my spoiler free review of and some thoughts this starts like an actual episode we see a moon or possibly a planet and what looks like a ship come to interview in front of it all the music hints at a light comedy very kid based which as i understand it is supposed to be people have made many a mention about the artwork which is based on anime and that seems to be the case however all the backgrounds look like traditional computer-generated animation. It was weird at first since the characters have soft lines like anime, but I got used to it. The story was enough to keep me interested, but duh, Star Wars. It doesn't come off as too much of a kid's show, but doesn't seem as intense as Rebels, so we will see. I will definitely be watching. The first episode ended in a scene that may look familiar to Star Wars fans. I'm sure there are more other Easter eggs. I will have to watch it again to see if I catch any more. Short one this week. Hopefully some park time this weekend. Dan out. I have an addendum. Maybe you should uh, get some ointment for that. Uh, possibly. Uh, he also wants to throw in a happy birthday to Mr. Knight. Oh. Happy birthday. <laughs> cool. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, I don't know. Happy birthday, Mr. Knight. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, and he also wanted, he also goes on to say for Giselle, how does that college kid fly back and forth to enjoy the Halloween parties? Entitled. Haha, <laughs> 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 just kidding. And I like her. Hope to meet her in person soon. Cool. But seriously though, how do you do that? Yeah, let me know. Did you see uh, Resistance? No, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I'm a little behind. We're watching some other stuff, you know, football on Sunday. And then, you know, uh, Doctor Who also was premiered the same day. No uh, one can never know his name either. I don't understand. That. I know. Uh, I was seeing less spoilers online from Resistance people than I was from Doctor Who people. So I erred uh, on the side of caution and watched, we decided to watch Doctor Who first. So uh, I think we're going to be watching Resistance tonight, possibly. I uh, also need to watch SmackDown. So I don't know. No, uh we'll well, thank you for your uh, really quick uh, last-minute email there, Dan, the mailman. Appreciate that. Now, on the note of TV shows and stuff, I started watching Manifest. Yes, I've seen all three episodes so far. Um, wow. Uh, first of all, I just want to say uh, it's obvious they went through that same electrical storm from Final Countdown. <laughs> Except for instead of going back to December 1941, they went ahead five years. Or they got lost for five years. Or whatever. What, uh, yeah, they yeah. were in something space. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I'm really uh, 
intrigued with that show. It's better than I was expecting. I agree. I agree. It's like, wow. Yeah, it's interesting. That's uh, one show that I've been watching. And the other one is one of my favorites is 911. That one's really cool. It's a good show, too. I had no interest in that. But, uh, I mean, it it seemed like it had a good cast and stuff. But, yeah. I don't really get into a whole lot of police procedurals and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, I already watched, uh, I mean, I watched Reno 911 and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, rescue 911, you know, with William Shatner. And so, you know, I've had enough of 911 shows. So well, it's not the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I know that I'm just making a joke, but yeah, you know, uh, those are the two shows that I'm really into right now. I suggest you guys check them out. And then we have the uh, Chicago PD, which is awesome, Chicago Med, and Chicago Fire. Those are my favorite. Chicago PD is great. I love that show. And then, of course, we have The Walking Dead on Sundays. Back again. So that's my TV. And then, of course, Dodger Games. So I'm happy with that. It's cool because I, I watched, I mean, you know, Dodgers are in the playoffs. So we have Fernando, who is watching it with us, you know, Fernando. And then we have, I don't know what Anthony's doing. I think he watches it. I don't know. Uh, first of all, I don't have Fox Sports 1. So I haven't been able to watch any of the NLDS. I didn't, wasn't able to watch any NLDS games because they were all on Fox Sports 1. And uh, But I have been following along with the app and stuff like that. So, And then... uh. Jose watches it, and I'm always texting Jose. I'm like, damn it, or I just get mad, and dude, just like, nail biters, and you know, oh, base is loaded, and like, come on, get these guys out, and so it's cool, and it's going to get to that time where it's going to be really stressful, so anyway, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm not looking forward to that, so that's my TV lineup, those shows, plus the playoffs, and I think that's about it. I don't don't think I watched anything else. Oh, besides uh, like, uh, uh, Law and Order SVU. So I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else. Those are the ones I'm like, oh, I got to make sure I watch. And then, like, I got Tim, the tech, into those shows, too. Well, the 911 and the Manifest. He was thinking the same thing about Manifest. He goes, how is it going to last? How's it? I'm like, well, there's storylines you got to figure out. And then when it got really good on the second episode, like, holy crap. Um, he's like, he's into that now, too. So he watches those shows, too, and it's, we just text back and forth, you know, about the shows. I'm like, hey, don't forget to watch Manifest because he, he does. I just, my only concern with that show is like other shows that we don't know if they're if they have a plan to wrap it up if they don't get renewed, oh, or right. it's one of those shows where it's only designed to be a one season show. You know, it, there's a lot of different factors which can ruin the viewing experience when you get to the end. Right, if it's something that they are unprepared for a cancellation or something like that. Uh, I always go back to uh, a show uh, called Flash Forward, which was on a few years ago, and uh, they were totally unprepared for cancellation, and they basically left the final episode with a ton of... They answered some questions, but then they created a whole slew of more questions, which we will never find out the answers to. So it's just... Shows like this specifically, very like genre, sci-fi, uh, weird things going on. Shows, it's really hard because they set up a whole lot of crazy things 
but then if they don't have the time to wrap it up, you end up with a show that's like frustratingly ended. Yeah. Well, hopefully it lasts a while and um, get some good entertainment out of it. So yeah, those are my picks for TV uh, shows. So you guys should check those out. And uh, hey, you can uh, email us your thoughts on those shows if you guys watch those. Or maybe there's a TV show that you love and you watch, you know, now and you maybe want to get us involved or interested in that show. Let us know. If it's a show soap opera, then I really don't care. So anyway, you can, uh, all you have to do is email us. Milespire at gmail.com. That's okay. Let's not walk, talk about any of my shows or anything. Oh, well. I... Uh, some of my shows haven't even started back up. Blacklist, Blind Spot starts up next Friday. week. Was it Friday? Uh, this week, Blind Spot. Yeah, I believe is this week. Yes, uh, all of the Arrowverse shows come back this week. In fact, Flash is on tonight, I believe. Uh, Riverdale comes back tomorrow. Uh, what else? Uh, Big Bang Theory final season uh, that's already been back. Of course, like I mentioned, Doctor Who is now back. Resistance always watching wrestling. It never goes off. <laughs> like a soap opera, except for it's not every day. <laughs> goodness yeah i don't have time for all that exactly do you have a special occasion coming up looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake create customized buttons for birthdays engagements family vacations even bridal parties or just because check out buttonsbydigs.com today buttons by digs buttons by digs remember those are buttons not pins all right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Moss Pirate Podcast. And uh, Anthony's bumping things over there. I don't know what he's doing. He uh, got a little uh, out of control for a minute. But, yeah, yeah, this is a short podcast today. But it's all good because uh, we told you what we know. It was short, but it still felt long. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So uh, next week I'm going to be taking a little trip. Whoa. And we're taking a trip for, uh, during the weekend. But I'm not going to tell anybody where I'm going yet because they have to tune in next week to hear where I'm going. Uh, is it Gangster's Paradise? Maybe. Maybe. There might have been some gangsters involved at one point. Whoa. Yes. And I'm also going to be meeting Tim the Tech there. So it's going to be pretty cool. Fun. Whoa. I can't wait because I couldn't go last year because I got sick. So anyway, I'll be telling you guys where I'm going on my little trip next week and on the next podcast. So tune in for that. I'll give you a hint. It might be Disney related. I know what it's not. What? It's not the Mickey 90. No, it's that not. already happened. Yeah, that happened already. I, they I saw pictures from people who actually did get to go. Oh, screw them. Yeah. That's all I got to say. All I know is that if you had been able to go, I don't know if you would have had the proper attire because everybody I saw going was wearing suits and ties and stuff. They probably would have told you what the attire was when you got your tickets or right. something. So. Well, as I'm saying, the people I saw that they were there, they were wearing suits and ties and stuff. And, uh, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I know you pretty well that you probably don't have a suit and tie. I have a tie. Okay. I would have bet that you have a tie, but the suit and tie part, uh, I wouldn't have been so sure about. I, uh, have I mean, a, I have a lot of ties. I have but. a dress shirt. I have my Dapper Day attire. That would work. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, that that was already filmed, and um, they didn't invite me, so screw them. So, yeah, hey, anyway, uh, don't forget Tiki Room is now open, we think. <laughs> and uh, Matterhorn's coming back on November 16th. 
And we're still waiting for word on when the Tropical Hideaway is going to open. Soon. Yeah, that's going to be pretty soon. But Maybe op- November or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but hey, opening Friday is Salt and Straw. So get some of those uh, ice creams. And uh, we saw the prices on that. They're kind of expensive. What was it? $8 for a cone or something like that? Did I say that? Yeah, they're right up there with kind of like Cold Stone prices or was, uh, I, or those other places, you know, the ones that have the... Uh, the uh you know the co2 coming from the right right those right. newfangled those new places that have been are big now yeah the nitrogen yeah the nitrogen yeah at least i think they're still new or those so last last year um it's been a couple of years now and i still haven't went to one of those uh oh we went to one when i was doing uh, uh grubhub down in irvine oh. uh, we happened to be delivering next to one and uh we went in there and got an ice cream it was pretty good but I mean, you know, it's just overhyped. But mm. the line was out the door. It was like crazy half the time when we were over there. Was it like craisins? It was no. <laughs> I know Tim the Tech loves those ice cream places, and he goes to those uh, frequently. But I never get a chance to go over there. But maybe one day I will, because I know they have one over there at Victoria Gardens. So I'll try to hit up there. Oh, you know what they have at Victoria Gardens? I still need to go to that shake place or whatever the place with the oh the mug shake the mug shake place. Well, you know what they it's uh, gone. Yes and no. It's gone from the food court, but they're opening a restaurant. Oh, okay. So it's going to be. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I went there the other day, and they're still uh, setting it up. So it might be open pretty soon. But it's a restaurant. Have burgers and everything, and the shakes, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Cool. But they also have afters ice cream over there. The same as the food truck that was in downtown Disney. So, okay. Yeah, pretty cool. So, yeah, um, new things opening up in downtown Disney. You can check that out on Friday. And, of course, also coming is the Ballast Point and um, that other burger place. Black Tap. Right, that one. So, hey, we'll getting some new things over there. I thought those were supposed to open this year. Or are we still? The year's look- not over. With. I know the year's <laughs> not over, but we're digging damn close. Yeah, I know. But you know what? Maybe I mean, are they looking both at looking at like a November opening? You would think that they would want to be open by the holidays, knowing yeah. how busy it's going to get at the at Downtown Disney during the holidays. So you would think that they would want to be done by then. Maybe it's a tiki room thing. I don't know. All right. So as usual, you guys can check out our social medias for any of the stuff going on. Stuff coming up, stuff that's already happened, stuff that's not going to happen, stuff that'll <laughs> never happen. Uh, we are Mousepire on Facebook, at Mousepire on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, just Mousepire on the Snappy Chats. Exactly. And you can follow me on Instagram at Baloo1313. Also, follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. There you'll see when your button order is going out. Don't forget to check out ggpclothing.com and get your Mousepire gear. As D is in Donald, G is in Goofy. He is in Pluto, clothing.com, and hey, don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash mousefire. Help support the podcast. Check out the $3 Michael the Mail Guy special. You can contribute $3 a month to help the podcast out because we really need a lot of help. I'm pretty sure I say that every day or every week. So help us out over there, and don't forget. You yeah, can- seriously, though, because, I mean, we're, we're our cables are dying we have XLR cables that are dying. We have a uh, microphone splitter box. I don't know what the technical term is. It's a headphone preamp. Okay, what he said, we have that that just died. So uh, we've got issues. Basically, right now, it's we could literally only have me and him on the podcast. Uh, otherwise, somebody else would. Anybody else comes on the podcast, they won't be able to have a headphone 
until we get that new device. So uh, please, please. And uh, you can also listen to the podcast on YouTube when Tim the Tech has time to post that up. He's a very, very busy, busy man. So head over to YouTube, uh, search Mouse Power Podcast, and you can listen there. And uh, recently we've been uh, adding pictures to the podcast when we talk about food, especially from uh, Mr. Knight and um, all the other things that we talk about, we have pictures of, we'll post it there. So it's kind of like watching TV. <laughs> and once again, happy birthday to Mr. Knight. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. And until next time, remember, don't ever, ever, ever piss off Dave Batista. So for Taylor Swift, Alex Hirsch, and Corbin Burnson, I'm Anthony. And I'm Diggs. Bye. I believe he's tooling with you, sir. That's not how the force works. I was hoping you said Taylor Swift. (laughs) This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. In an unusually negative edition of ha- Fat In an unusually negative edition of Fat Time at the Parks, we've got info about some new price hikes coming on Park Foods. No. <laughs> Monsters after dark.